0: <laughs> hello terrence <laughs> <laughs> i'm not your buddy guy i'm, I'm not, not your guy, guy buddy. i'm not your friend guy yeah,
1: anyway well welcome kevin thanks for joining the table the discussion glad to be here kevin what are yeah. we talking about this week
0: today we are talking really about the culmination of everything coming out of chapter four because paul will say it is for freedom's sake that you have been set free there's are so many ways that we want to put ourselves back into places of slavery. And Paul says, stop it. Stop it. This is what, you know, circumcision is for the Judaizers in Galatia. I mean, we don't have circumcision as, as our main, you know, identifier of trying to, you know, follow the law. But we have different markers. And for some people, it's it's how you vote. And for some people, it's the job that you have, or if you have kids or don't have kids. It's, we have all these markers that we think move us towards a place of self-fulfilled righteousness. And Paul says, none of them work. And it's for freedom's sake that Christ sets you free. Jesus has set you free from all of that, having to really be your own God. And you get to live in freedom, knowing God's salvation of you is based upon his work and not yours. And that will take us into a place where we can live by grace.
1: So today we're talking about week 19 for freedom's sake. You spend a lot of time of the message talking about N.T. Wright's kind of analogy. Yeah.
0: The frozen lake the in frozen. Tributaries. He says when you get to Galatians 5, it's kind of like there's this town that has this lake and it, In winter, it freezes over to a depth of ten feet, and when that happens, people don't just drive snowmobiles across; they drive cars, trucks, vans, because it's it's quicker to drive across than to drive around. But then, when you know late March, mid-April, it starts to thaw, and then you can no longer drive across it. And he says, with Christ's death and resurrection, spring has come. And he said, for thousands of years. You had the law and the way you get across the lake is circumcision. You get in the car, you start the car, you drive across the lake, but you can no longer do that because it's spring. And if you want to go across, there are ferries and you put your car on the ferry whatever and and that goes across the lake. And he says, that is what has now been done in Christ. There is a new way across the lake. You can't get across the old way anymore.
1: So for us, you know, at the table, what, what things do we have a hard time not describing across the lake in the old way? You know, what we talked about last week, nothing in my hands I bring, simply to the cross I cling.
0: It's so hard to live in grace because we want something to do. We want some ritual. We want something to be the litmus test for me being good enough for God and me being able to tell you that you're not good enough yet if you just did this thing. Today in America, we are so polarized because of politics, and part of that, I think, is people's political view if you don't bow this way if this is not your litmus test issue or if that is your litmus test issue then obviously you can't be a believer you don't love Christ enough the gospel is central so as
2: communities of faith our our desire our design our goal is to see how that gospel influences these different areas not hold the area as the pinnacle like you're saying right um and how many times have i seen that over my years of life where Oh, the worship style is the important thing. And if you don't agree with my worship style, then I can't, I don't know that you've really got this close connection with, you know, and then sometimes we use them as um, this opportunity to judge others. So, I mean, I understand that it is helpful for us to be able to have a um, framework to kind of help us know these are safer people to interact with, and maybe we're not mature enough to interact with the unsafe people, but you're completely right that there are these these issues that we, we cling to part for our own identity. Um, I mean, there's a podcast. Basically, it is trying to show how neither of our two-party system has everything right. There's this sense that if you're not on my side, then you can't actually know what's really going on. And I love the clips at the beginning of the intro because there are pastors and theologians on both sides of this thing. And you're like, neither of these are right. Neither of these are right. We need to get back to the gospel so that we can see what's actually true. But if the gospel is not central to what our beliefs are, then we're we're missing the whole point. If our gospel isn't central to our actions and how we interact with, you know, um, gender identity issues or um, homeless and financial issues or whatever it is, our neighbors, we're missing the point.
0: When I'm, feeling like I'm producing more or I'm working harder and doing all of that. I feel like God loves me more, right? I'm,
1: Cause I'm doing all the right things. That's, that's legalism. That's trying to drive my own car. Yeah. I've been struggling along those lines. I've been struggling a little bit with uh, my capacity for things has diminished greatly in the past year uh, with additional children in my household and being resting and being okay with that. Because what does it really mean? Why I'm upset or why it bothers me is really not not that I don't have a job and I don't work, but it's my capacity outside of those hours, outside of whatever, it's it's really gone down and I'm not producing or I'm not in the mix of everything. And I've had to hand a lot of stuff off to other people. Thank you all very much. And, um, and. and You didn't look at anybody at this table, by the way. I (laughs) was just, I was processing. Thank you all very much.
3: (laughs) Wow. got like out of contact,
1: and but seriously, it's been it's been something I've had to, and I've always known it in my life, but to really have to see it in real time, uh, address it. Is this podcast group therapy? Because I Some feel days. I feel like that too.
0: When my when my dog got spayed a couple of weeks ago, and I took my computer home and I was working from home, I realized I get a lot more done not here. Because I'll be in my office, I'll be working, and boom, I have an idea go through my head. And I'm like, ooh, I need to do that. And I get up and I go and do it. And then I come back and it takes me a minute to get back to where I was. And so yesterday, you know, I'm, I'm at home and I, on Monday, I took my computer home with me because uh, I was going to come here in the morning for like an hour and then just go work from home. I had a trainer coming over and stuff like that. And gosh, I just got, no, not that kind of trainer. <laughs> oh, <okay>. Dog trainer. <laughs> got so, it. Dog trainer. Not, not for me. <laughs> I just got. I just got so much done yesterday. And I, but then I, on the other hand, I feel guilty because I'm not here. I'm at home working, but I mean, he'd send me a thing, you know, check out this PowerPoint, done, boom, send it back. Uh, I, I'm looking at stuff that needed to get taken care of, like the thing with the kids, and I'm like, hey, is anybody gonna respond to this? Da-da-da. And I'm sending it out, and I'm and I'm, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm, and I finish like another message in the book of Ephesians, and I'm just, and I'm just popping through these things, and it's really nice, but I feel guilty because I'm not here. And in the back of my head, I think, what if somebody doesn't see my car here? Do they think I'm not working? Do they think da da da? Do they think? Mm. And there is a performance thing in the back of my head that I constantly live with, mm-hmm. and it goes towards people, and it also goes towards God.
3: Appreciate you sharing that.
0: I mean, I, you
1: you always tell the same story about performance too. Yeah.
3: I know that's why I'm being quiet because I feel like we've touched on this so
1: much. Mm. Um, so what happens when you're in Galatians for half a year? I know, kind of just hey. I will say chapter no, five good. this week. Chapter what, five. One
3: other kind of aspect, just sitting here thinking about this too. It, that I think was really hard for me to disentangle because there's so many tones of religiosity with it. It's like theology. Like for mm. a long time, theology was my litmus test
1: mm. and doctrine really is mine. <laughs> Yeah, we know. And that always makes the cut.
3: No, doctrine doctrine matters, love theology, but with like more open-handed issues, I feel like it's really similar to a political party. It's easy to um, align yourself with certain theological camps, right? And then that's your litmus test. And rather than embracing the mystery of God and I think cultivating a spirit of unity among the church for a long time. And it took me a while to realize just the divisiveness in my heart Mm -hmm. and -hmm. the self-righteousness. Like, well, I believe this.
0: Cause it's better.
2: (laughs) I mean, even, even in that conversation (laughs) right there, right. The, hopefully we can hold strongly to what we hold true. um, But as we dialogue with people to have a humility to Mm -hmm. interact and say, well, is there anything else that I can Maybe see and learn and grow from this, right? Mm -hmm. So, as I hear our conversation, what strikes me about myself particularly is how much of me looking at and interacting with other people is based on my ego. Mm. And as I think through this living freedom, Christ has made us free, versus I'm going to drive across the lake on my own car. um, That's that's that that's a lot of that is that my ego mm-hmm. i i want people to see that my car is here until late at night certain days or i want people you to too? <laughs> just the this thought of as i try and live out the gospel in my own life um one of my biggest challenges is to get over my ego Um, who am I to say that he can't redeem somebody else? And who am I to say he's already done it in me and I need to keep reminding myself and accepting that. So I don't need to prove myself by working super hard. I don't need to, whatever it is, but that's the hard part. The greatest distance we'll ever travel is between our head and our heart. Mm -hmm. And that's, yeah, what the gospel is going to take forever for us. Well, not forever, but our lifetime until Christ truly redeems us. Um, so. Uh, Sanctification. Yes. That's okay. Philippians one
1: six. So Kevin, as you were talking, I was reminded of this thing called the four Gs. I have no idea who first wrote it. <gasps> uh, like Michelle. That's G. me. I'm the G. Not one of the four it, Gs. It, it's the four G's. Reading off of uh so I I pulled it up. Uh, I'll add the link in the show notes, but this article says these four liberating truths offer great diagnostic tool for addressing sin in our lives and in the lives of others. God is great. <laughs> so we don't have to oh, be in control. These. Yeah. God is glorious. So we don't have to fear others. God is good. Yeah. So we don't have to look elsewhere and God is yeah. gracious. So we don't have to prove ourselves. I, it's pretty easy to remember. I literally was given on a magnet for my fridge. So anyways, four G's I thought that kind of was going along with what you were talking about and, and, a good diagnostic tool so that we at least have a great place to start when someone is feeling like you don't have to look elsewhere.
3: I think that's what happens in the fruit to root exercise, examining what ultimately is the belief about God and what does it say about yourself? Mm. At least your visceral feelings of that experience.
2: Those are exactly, I mean, that's a very helpful. If I can remember those very helpful as I'm going through life every day do I really believe that God is good right now, even though I don't feel it? Hmm. Do I really believe that I don't actually have to earn it? Oh, that's right. I don't have to strive so hard. Now, do we want to strive hard because we have someone that we want to show our love and our, you know, what he's done in us back to him and to the people around us, yes. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, when I think of this uh, verse in Galatians, you know, it is for freedom. that Christ Way to has bring us. it back, Kevin. Way to bring it back. There you go. When we, when we have that, it is for freedom that Christ set us free. That's a conversation that I see maybe more with uh, younger people in their faith. Mm-hmm. Well, does that mean that I can just go do whatever I want? <laughs> um, no, we, we we're, our lives are to bring glory to him. Mm-hmm. Now, we're not earning that. Just like you said last week, it is not faith plus works equals salvation. It is faith brings about salvation and works comes flows point. from
0: that. And yeah, next year, because <clears throat> I'm writing the book of Ephesians now, it's stuck in my head. the The first three chapters are really about what God has done in salvation. And then you get like chapters four through six. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, because Paul chapter four starts, well, where we put chapter four, Paul goes, therefore, mm-hmm. because of all that God has done, and then that then directly relates into our lives, mm-hmm. this is a result. It is, it is a response mm-hmm. to understanding our great salvation. Mm-hmm.
1: I think we all want more freedom in our life, right? Freedom from the, the, the slavery, from the things that we put ourselves in, mm-hmm. um, and from things happen to us, for sure. It's still getting to
0: relationship with God, but it's not us driving our cars. It's Christ taking us there. And I like at the, at the very end, you know, Paul says, you've fallen away from grace. That doesn't mean you lost your salvation. Some people think it means that. It doesn't at all. It's that we've fallen away from resting where we're supposed to mm-hmm. rest and walking in the understanding of grace. May we be people who walk
1: in grace.
2: Live in freedom.
1: Live True
3: freedom. freedom.
1: And help others to do the same.
0: She's not here this week to tell us what
1: happened with I know. Evie. I was gonna throw that I was gonna I was gonna be that in the end. Yeah. I was gonna say something about that. Next week. Next week Sarah will be back. Do <laughs> let us know how the conversation went. How the Evie. conversation <laughs> went. She's out. Evie's home sick today.